We are back again. It's GMB representing the Secondhand Clothes Association, and I have with me God Live, and I'm Brian. Yes, truly, I'm in the building again. Hey, um, I know you guys have been waiting to hear from us again, and today we will bring you a really nice 30 minute show. Like, don't worry, we got you. We will be delving into the economic benefits of people dealing with secondhand clothing. Economic benefits. Hmm. Definitely. And um, we're so glad that Jessica, our, our friends, yeah, Jessica and Lois decided to go in the market today and find some people to talk to. We also get you their thoughts and stuff um, as far as their benefits and how lucrative this business is. Mm. So we'll see. Brian has a lot to say today. He seems very happy about this subject. We'll see what he has in store for you guys. Economic benefits. Again. So, um, I find it difficult to assume that there won't be any economic benefits dealing at this job because even from La Paz all the way to Malam, you see people having shops selling these things. Oh yeah, like mm. I said in the last episode, you know, um, I stated clearly that this business is, is lucrative. I mean, if you ask me, uh, I will invest in this business. I'll invest in it. Like, you know, especially the youth. You know, secondhand clothing could vary from clothes, shoes, all types of stuff. Like, they, and they, they are on the market and they are moving fast. So, I'm pretty sure it's... Let's do a little thought experiment. How do you think this is going to benefit the economy as a whole? Okay, I mean, of course, taxpayers' money. Okay. If, uh... Uh, whatever money that is being made through legal ways always help the economy because the taxpayer is the one gaining it. Definitely the government is going to get some some money from it. And then whoever is getting the entrepreneur himself will get the money to, you know, do things around his neighborhood. Maybe open other business ventures for people and econ- economically we're moving forward. You what, know? what about the idea of regulatory bodies? monitoring the the activities of these second-hand food sellers yes 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 that can also be put in place you know uh if i feel like sometimes they get harassed they get harassed on the streets uh, uh, but like you said if if you have um uh, people that they have to check and balance like make sure whatever they have going on is it's in place it's, it's legal it's it's in the right standing, they don't go, they don't offend anybody. You know, sometimes the way they set up their businesses and stuff, maybe they're not, uh, uh, it doesn't become detrimental to somebody else's business. I, I, I am really glad you brought up the whole health issue mm-hmm. as well. So worst case scenario, if you take into account the COVID era, the COVID situation, and the government disallows people importing used clothes. Yes. How do you think it's going to affect the business as a whole? Oh yeah, I um I think I think Brian, I think um during the COVID times, I think they locked the the borders from important mm-hmm. important stuff. Yep. So I feel like that that actually um it did two things in my perspective. The secondhand clothing that was already in the country, the prices of them went out. Okay. And then after the COVID, now everything is in the system. So it's kind of like 
the people that were had some clothes to sell during the cover season were monopolizing yes made a lot of money too okay because they had the goods so since the borders is closing the, the, uh, the other other uh, retailers couldn't get stuff the ones that already had it were the ones that was you know they were the ones that were actually moving and making a lot of money so that means that in order for the business to be successful people have to have access to it exactly, exactly. okay okay exactly well um our our members jessica and lois went out into the field and got us a video so we're going to play that for our audience to hear before corona no yeah. but corona ni buy na man well, you heard it all. He mentioned his two percent. Um, well, what, what's the word again? Profits, Profit. yes, from dealing in second hand clothes. He did mention um, washing and other stuff, but we'll deal with that in the next episode. Okay, okay, we'll deal with all of that in the next episode, like you said. But truly, truly, I, I, like I said, I feel like this secondhand business is a booming business. I truly feel it's a, it's a booming business. And the economic effects that it has on the community and the... Uh, you know, I, I just had a thought experiment yet again. So our ladies, our sisters, yes. have focused on branding. Have you realized that? They go on Instagram and sell secondhand clothes. Of course. They don't, they don't walk the streets. They don't walk the streets like the other brethren do. But exactly. they brand themselves and if, if you if you quite if you remember remember in the last episode i did say something that if, I, if this was my business i would focus on the demand and supply the market niche mm-hmm. i would not necessarily set up uh as let me put it a stagnant joint yeah no i will go around to my my customers my consumers because this is the type of business where i feel like you have to get to the people you have to reach the people get them the stuff that they need so Branding yourself is everything because a lot of people have this stuff. A lot of people have this, they deal in these secondhand clothes. But you going out there and, and pretty much chasing the customers, of course, like you said, your relationship with the consumers also really affect your whole ordeal. You understand? So, all of that stuff helps. Okay. Branding yourself, all of that stuff helps. But do you think that branding also aids them to? close their prices because secondhand clothes are supposed to be affordable they are affordable but you see mm-hmm. uh, uh it's always a price range for certain stuff like secondhand clothes you know i you, you can't it, it'll be it'll be a ridiculous it, it'll be an amount that when it's said you can tell this is ridiculous so even if the person is branding itself they can't they can't go beyond a certain price range 
then it becomes ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then everybody is like, ah, but I way you turn a You see, is this price? So why do you have it this way? Because of just branding. I've seen my my sisters had a fair share of experiences with thrift stores online on Instagram, and their their stuff looks quite expensive. If you look at the what they are portraying online and maybe their counterparts on the streets, you find a huge difference. It makes you think that their online presence is what allows them to increase the price if they might catch an unsuspecting it's, buyer. It's, it's, let me, let me catch you. it's also marketing. It's marketing. You know, the way that you advertise your stuff, marketing and all of that, you know, uh, packaging, branding, uh, labeling, all that stuff get, get, get put into perspective when you you are prizing your stuff. Yes, but again, secondhand clothing being sold to a student, the price will be different from a secondhand clothes being sold to a worker because you know your you know your your consumers, you know their the 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 uh their status. So it's gonna be different. That is just uh marketing tactics that okay. they use. Okay. 